It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris, and happy December, Jill. Happy December to you. We have some chilling cookies for the chilly month of December, don't we? Well, sort of. I mean, they they are regular room temperature cookies now, but they went through a chilling process. Oh, I thought they were served fresh out of the ice box. I've been making sure that the ice man has come and filled my ice box with blocks of ice from Ice House Pond, keeping the cookies cold. That's right, the ice man cometh. These cookies are called ice box cookies, but they're not cold. They are equivalent to what you might know as slice and bake dough. Oh, so fun. what you do for ice box cookies is mix up the dough and then roll it into a log, which you twist up in parchment paper or wax paper, I guess. I did wax paper. And then you put it in your in your refrigerator overnight. Back in the day when folks had the ice box and they got the delivery from the ice man for their fresh ice. That's how old this, this uh, concept is, the making of ice box cookies. Yeah, it didn't come around until really the conception of the ice box. Because they didn't have a, they didn't have a word for that. They just called them cookies before that. Well, but they weren't putting them, chilling their dough overnight, were they? No, I guess they just had to to make their cookies right there and then. They couldn't have... Exactly. They couldn't have them ready for the preacher when he came a-calling. Exactly. This way, if you're like like a single person, say, for example, Uh and you just like want, you know... Two cookies. Two cookies. Yeah, you can like, you can make this icebox cookie cookie dough have it in your fridge slice off a couple and bake them up and you're even in your toaster if you want to it's like super economical you don't have to heat up your whole oven right you're right i guess if as long as your toaster oven would get to 375 degrees you could make these 350 cookies. i think i bake these at yeah so one of the reasons i wanted to make this cookie was because i always wondered what icebox cookies were and the other once i realized what icebox cookies are is that my favorite cookie from my childhood actually calls for slice and bake dough. So what I did for you today and for Cookie Lab, Chris, is I made chocolate chip icebox cookies. Yes, they're, they look like uh, flat chocolate chip cookies. They're like a very flat disc, yeah. And then, I, But I also took the second log of dough and made the childhood favorite of mine, which is poetically called coconut macaroon fudgies. And oh. what it is is you take the slice and bake dough, or in this case the icebox cookie dough, wrap it around a Hershey's Kiss, roll it in Ah. coconut, and bake it. And I'm proud to say this is the recipe that my family contributed to my elementary school's PTA cookbook. Wow. Very, very, very nostalgic, isn't it? Yes, but I was able to make them gluten-free for our friends with celiac and uh, with the homemade icebox cookie dough. I'd never made a homemade coconut macaron fudgies. Yeah, you just bought the the slice and bake dough previously? Yeah, Pillsbury. Yeah. Yeah, whatever whatever the maker is or I guess Yeah, yeah. any brand. So yeah. it's two it's a two for today. We have two cookies to try. Okay. Well, I that's very exciting and it works in your regular refrigerator these days. You don't even have to have an ice box, right? Right. You could just as easily call them refrigerator cookies, but ice box is more more charming sounding, I think. Right. 
Exactly. And any there are many recipes for icebox cookies with many different flavors. I chose the chocolate chip one. Um, and I was at first a little concerned because they wanted me to grind up the chocolate chips. Why? Or chop them very finely. I don't know. That's just what it calls for. Like to have okay. many little maybe maybe like a whole chocolate chip would be too hard. Remember how when we did sure. chip witches, we used like mini chocolate chips? Yeah. Yeah. Something something along those lines. Anyway, I actually like the effect, so I'm curious to see oh, so you what you it. think when we taste the cookies. Okay. Uh, yeah, I did a little pre-taste. Okay. Okay. I mean, but you chopped them up. You you ground them up. Oh, yes. I put them in the food processor. Okay. Yeah. So they you can fine. describe what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. It, it It's a disc. Is it time? Is it time to look at the cookie? Sure. Yeah. It's a disc and it has many, many, many chocolate flecks throughout it. Uh, they look like they've been cut. Uh, so there's no pointy edges sticking out of chocolate chip points or or corners they have been cut because i sliced the log right with a big knife exactly it smells like a chocolate chip cookie smells very good it looks like stracciatella yes it does look like stracciatella ice cream it's not soft and pliable like a chocolate chip no 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 isn't that strange it's like a hard thing yeah they they are hard um let's taste them and see what they taste like here we go They are. I definitely it's a little dry. Taste like chocolate chip cookies. They're a little dry. Mm-hmm. You can tell that these are made with gluten-free flour. They've got the graininess of the gluten-free flour in them. But not terrible. Like if I had a big cup of tea or coffee right now, it might be an, a, a positive. It's more like a shortbread, I would say. If you think of it as a shortbread, then it's exactly what you would want. A stracciatella shortbread. Yeah, I'm, pl- I'm pleasantly surprised by the stracciatella effect. Every bite has lots of little chocolate mm-hmm. bursts. Bur- bursts. Yeah. Yeah, instead of like a big, a giant glob of it, you have like multiple little ones. I agree. Yummy and pleasing and satisfying. My mouth is dying to bite into the the coconut we can do macaroon. That it's a terrible name because it's not a macaroon. It's a chocolate chip cookie wrapped around a Hershey's Kiss, and then dredged in coconut. Yes, and I will say, the coconut didn't stick to this dough as well as it does to regular dough, so you're getting a little bit less coconut. No one else in my house actually even likes these. I usually get to eat them all, because I think that coconut might be, the texture might be a turnoff for some people. I personally love it. Did you do the coconut after you had refrigerated this dough? Yeah. Yeah. You made your slice and bake dough, your your uh, icebox dough. You, mm-hmm. after a day, you took it out, or however many days, when you saw the preacher mm-hmm. coming down the road. You mm-hmm. rolled it, you, you sliced off a bit, you got your kiss out you put it on there and you wrapped it around the kiss and then and then you roll and you roll it like yeah and then you roll it what do you into call a that? ball i'm i'm making a motion with my hands where i'm yeah imagining your yeah play-doh, yeah. play-doh. or silly putty sure. or yeah. yeah and into a sphere yeah and then you roll that in coconut right right so when we talk about the science portion of this we're going to learn a little bit about why it doesn't stick as well so stay tuned. Okay, should we eat the, se- the yeah. second cookie? Let's eat. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I love a cookie with a surprise in it. <laughs> mm. 
I was worried that the Hershey's Kiss was going to be really hard and like crumble apart, but it didn't. It's very pleasant. Um, I like this. I think that's where the word fudgy comes from. It has almost a yeah, like a fudge, like a fudge consistency. Fudge-like consistency. Yeah, I like this better than the plain cookie. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you could roll it in anything, like if you don't like coconut. Like, I'm not a huge fan of coconut. I took I took one of these that didn't have a lot of coconut on it. I can't imagine rolling it in, in, in anything else, because it's my favorite cookie. Yeah, it's your family cookie. I could imagine rolling it in crushed pecans. Oh. Um, or... My bourbon sugar that I still have from cookies long ago. Or even uh, just colorful Christmas colored sugar and seeing what happens. But I took one with very little coconut on it. I like the coconut additional flavor. I would like more. Mm -hmm. But everybody's different, right? That's why there are an endless number of cookies. Yes, and variations. Mm-hmm. And this is a fun cookie. Did you make it with your niece, or was this a solo project? No, I did this all by myself, and but was thinking of my mom, who always brings me a tin of them or a Tupperware of them whenever she can, visiting from, from several states away. But she's never made them. At holiday free. time, yeah. or when I have a baby, or... Okay, well... Hopefully you'll have a lot more babies so that uh, she can uh, she'll bring you more cookies. <laughs> no, thank you. Now I know. Now I know how to make them myself. <laughs> Motivation enough. So people uh, didn't just get their ice boxes, right? They got their brand new ice boxes, put them in the in the kitchen, and then they said, "Well, what am I going to put in here? Maybe." Maybe I just need to make a whole lot of dough and yeah. put it in there. You know, and they just filled their ice boxes with cookie dough. No, that's not that's not what they did. I that's, think that's what I would do. Yeah, I think I think they probably put some perishable meats in there and mayonnaise. I think putting mayonnaise in there was a big plus for mayonnaise because you can't leave mayonnaise out for very long. Well, when was mayonnaise invented? I mean. How about why how about beer? How about beer? Yeah, sure. There are all kinds of things that you could put in your but I share this because I think I have no evidence of this, but I think that this icebox cookie was just a happy accident. What do you mean? Well, somebody probably had some cookie dough that was lying around on a hot summer's day and they maybe their oven broke or it was too hot to even cook the cookies and they were like let's just put this dough in the ice box until it's more comfortable to bake and they brought it out a couple days later or a day later when the temperature had dropped or maybe even that evening when the temperature had dropped fired up the oven, baked their cookies, and they were like, oh my gosh, this cookie is completely different and better than the cookie that we made before. I mean, I don't know about better. Well, if you want to ensure 
a cookie that's going to hold their shape a little better. And yes, the shape is is like it looks like it was made by a machine. And usually, it's going to have a a, a chewier center and kind of edges that are caramelized. And you're going to put your cookie in the refrigerator because when your dough is refrigerated, there are two really important things that happen. Number one, the butter hardens. Okay. As we know, when butter melts, it spreads out, and that makes your cookie spread out. And if you start with warm cookie dough, you're going to get flatter, crispier cookies. Yes. When your dough is refrigerated, the butter hardens. So when you bake them, they spread less and they hold their shape better. They're not going to run into each other as much. And you have a much more likelihood of a soft, chewy cookie in the center with crispy edges. But resting your dough in the refrigerator allows time for the ingredients to meld together. And you Mm. get an undeniably better flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe it. And remember, we've made some chocolate chip cookies during chocolate chip cookie month that sat overnight before we ever baked them. The New York Times Jock Torres chocolate chip cookies, our favorite, and they taste significantly different than any other chocolate chip cookie. And I'll tell you, I remember the very first cookie that I made for cookie lab and it was the opposite it was like you mix these things in a bowl and bake it immediately mm-hmm. and it was like uh, the worst and they I spread and flattened and uh they didn't, didn't even, even stay together just, yeah i don't even know the m&m cookies right yeah yeah so what happens is the dry ingredients get absorbed into the wet ingredients and with mm-hmm. less free moisture hanging around the dough has a higher concentration of sugar And the higher this percentage, the more likely it is that you'll get cookies with chewy centers and crispy edges and a little more flavorful from that sugar. It's also a bit drier of a cookie or less sticky. It's a a little easier to handle. And that, I think, because that moisture was absorbed, your cookie didn't hold the coconut as well. Mm -mm. So I would say in this cookie, I would be very interested since we are refrigerating it and we are using gluten-free flour, I would be interested in what would happen if we would add more butter to this Mm. or maybe Mm -hmm. some more egg to increase the, the wet ingredients. Also, the starches that we love, which are just long chains of sugar, and proteins begin to break down in the refrigerator and in the moisture, leading to more browning and more caramelization. And that increases the flavor even more. So I think the idea of icebox cookies, the practice of doing that, created a better cookie for everybody and people kept making them. Not only were they convenient to have, but they were delicious. So, but I'm just wondering why you think it was an accident because you also thought that icebox cookies meant you would eat them straight out of the icebox without baking them. Like, where do you get your ideas? Well, that is the magic of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, like didn't, because did, the reason why I say this is because remember, like the to- the myth about the Toll House cookies is that that gal like acts like ran out of something and acts and like chopped up the chocolate and and it was supposed to be a chocolate dough, but accidentally it was this like you know brown sugar, white sugar butter dough with individual bits. Like it was not an accident. That woman knew what she was doing, and probably the first person who made icebox cookies knew what they were doing too. Maybe, maybe, but, uh, you know, I like to believe that it was a happy accident. And barring any uh, written history of this that we could find, I'm thinking that people were going with convenience more than science at the time. I think that it was the Native Americans. Who used to who keep their, their cookie dough. The squash dough. and corn and beans and cookie dough. No, we've passed Thanksgiving. F- now we're on to <laughs> the Druid practice. Oh, right, right, right. It was the baby Jesus. Wait, no. It was... <laughs> it was the wise men. Some farmer. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's... Back to the laboratory for me, I guess. Back to the laboratory. That's the best answer. And we will go back to the laboratory... And we will invite many people to write in and share their ideas with us about the ice bo- the origin of icebox cookies, which came first, the accident of the of the delicious cookie, or was it intentional? Did Captain Mustard? Do it with the whisk. In the mayonnaise jar. <laughs> yes. And I will have to remind people as they come into our lab to keep their paws off of our cookies. Just share their ideas. Okay. And I think actually that we are planning to have some cookie, some people come into the cookie lab. Is that true? Oh, I think we are. I think we are. are Every- dropping a little tease for the I, for future I am. I'm, I'm, I'm sprinkling some breadcrumbs for people to follow. Or some sprinkles. Some festive sprinkles. <laughs> some, for the holidays, we will have, we, we are going to uh, do some exciting things for the holidays. Stay tuned. It's going to be great. All right. All right. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for the Thank cookies. Thank you, Chris. And, uh, Thanks for the science. And I'm going to go and, and finish off my icebox cookies now. Enjoy. All right. See you next week. Bye-bye. It's Cookie Lab. <laughs>